fresh dose of tech news and insight. This is the Early Burb Briefing. Intel is king again. It is Friday, October 21st, 2022. This is the Early Burb Briefing. I'm Eagle Falcon. So the reviews are now out for the new 13th gen Raptor Lake Intel CPUs. And here's just pretty much the long and short of it. It beats AMD. Not by much, but it still beats it by just a hair, both on the mid-range and on the top end. And what's even bigger is the fact that because these Intel chips have the backwards compatibility to DDR4 and are not locked into these bleeding cutting-edge technologies, they're actually the budget option as well. Intel has managed with this launch to go ahead and not only take the performance crown, but take the performance per dollar crown. That being said, these are pretty hot chips. The 13900K, which is the top dog in this lineup, reports are showing that it can draw anywhere from 300 to 350 watts at peak utilization. So you're going to need a serious cooler on these. But at the same time, the AMD 7000 series, you need a serious cooler on those as well. That's just the landscape of X86 right now. But of course, that's just the top end. You can always go with a lower end CPU and just have a more efficient, more specialized unit to what you have. You don't need the absolute highest end cutting edge processor. At least that's what I keep telling myself, but I, part of me still wants it. Anyway, this is actually really surprising to see Intel swing back this hard against AMD. I don't know how AMD doesn't respond back against Intel without some price cuts. I just don't. It is getting to the, it is, it's making this processor war very interesting. And quite frankly, the winner in all this is us, the consumer, which I'm not going to lie in this current state of affairs after the shellacking we've all taken thanks to the pandemic, the chip shortage and everything. We, the consumers really do need a win. And so far, this is looking like a really solid win. But now do you kind of get my point? when I was talking about the Microsoft Surface products and how they're just basically already outdated. The increase from 12th gen to 13th gen is something close to, at least from seeing on benchmarks, like a good 10% increase. That's pretty big. And so you got Microsoft updating their entire product line and they're now officially now out of date. They're all obsolete. Well, not obsolete, but they're now behind. What do you do? I just don't get you. GM is now officially showing off its GMC Sierra Denali. This is actually the third EV truck they're showing off. But here's the thing. Here's my problem with it. First off, the shot they took against their competitors by saying, this truck is built from the ground up and not a retrofit of a existing gas platform. I mean, that's cool and all, but the fact that your GMC Sierra Denali pickup truck first off has a unibody construction so one of the big benefits you have from a solo size pickup truck is lost and that's the ability to have the payload of the tailgate of the bed of the truck separated from the rest of the cab that's gone it's kind of a weird design choice you went with but you do you the other thing is that when you start at $107,000 you're basically dead to me from the, from the start what's the point that's the thing with its others too what do you got the Hummer EV 
that starts at north of 100k as well and the chevy silverado which is basically the same thing as the gmc sierra like we all know that right the silverado and the gmc sierra are basically the exact same vehicle always have been sometimes one is a little bit behind the other but in the end they end up matching each other and end up being the same vehicle just with a different grill they can make fun of ford all they want because ford went ahead and took an existing f-150 tweaked the design quite a bit that rather significantly i'd say and got a possibly affordable pickup truck out there they missed one of the biggest points when it comes to creating evs people can actually get the thing what's the freaking point for the average person to go ahead and think oh man i want to try and invest in that but the blasted thing costs two to three times the amount of money they make in a year that's not reasonable that's not feasible and the fact that GM continues this stupid, idiotic move of constantly trying to put out these premium, high-end, high-cost vehicles in a world where they want mass adoption is counterproductive, just straight up. It's a bad plan, no matter how you look at it. So hopefully, and granted, the version they announced right now is the, quote, first editions, or the startup edition, what are they actually calling it? Edition 1. Who cares? So we're going to go ahead and see this truck that honestly does look impressive, but is way out of virtually everyone's price range. Just straight up. It really is a shame. It is, because it actually is a good platform. Meanwhile, one EV startup, Arrival, has actually made a big shift in their design. Arrival had been focused primarily on commercial vehicles, which honestly... In the electrification space, it's easier to sell to light and medium duty customers the thought of going electric simply on the grounds that those companies tend to actually have a higher amount of cash flow to justify getting an EV if it means they can save money in the long run. And this kind of light, I'm sorry, light, light medium duty sort of category, it's ideal. You're only traveling 50 to 100 miles a day comes back, charges, and it's ready to go the next day. It's ideal. And in fact, Arrival has now partnered up with UPS to build a new generation of electric vehicles, specifically delivery vans for UPS. I'd say, hey, let's see what you can do. I would be fairly interested because right now in the light duty electric category, you have two people. You have Mercedes with the e-sprinter that honestly is... Pretty much just kind of frowned upon as not great because it's really low range. And the e-transit that's starting to roll out with a better range, but still a concerning low range. Both of which are just retrofits of already existing vehicles. So there's some weird quirks to them. Like the front trunk just has like a whole lot of empty space and just exposed this, that, and the other thing all around. And things just aren't refined there. Now, granted, that's still functional, but it's still not ideal. It's kind of funny that I say that when I just a moment kind of smirked and shook my head at GM for making the exact same point. They were trying to poke at the F-150, which actually was a much better retrofit of an existing one. Whereas, I'll be perfectly honest, the retrofit of the E-Transit and the the E-Sprinter are both lazy. They really are. Barely anything changed on the inside for any of it. But it gets the job done. So, it is what it is. We'll see though 
if Arrival can deliver. Because for the most part, all I've seen from Arrival has been tweets after tweets of things they have planned, but no actual results. At least in the case of GM, they went ahead and put out some really expensive vehicles that they don't expect to sell a lot of. I mean, why would you when you price it at north of 100k in an economy where everyone's trying to hold their money and be concerned with what is to come ahead? So we'll just have to wait and see how this all goes down. That's going to do it for me. Stay safe and stay healthy.